The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, how are you, bud? I am doing all right. It's so great to see you again. Oh, always a pleasure, my man. And uh, before we get started, can I tell you a quick story? Oh, yeah. Listen, man. That's the first time you've ever done that, No, right? listen, oh. I, like you know me. I love stories, yeah. right? I, just, I love stories. I you know, was recently in uh, New York City, and I went to this dinner with a collection of friends, and I can't tell you enough of like uh, how wildly different. Like there was a guy in there who uh, had previously been a pro boxer, who then went into accounting, and then now is in real estate. Like oh, so that's, all related fields, right? All related I mean, fields, right. you know. And, and uh, a guy, a guy, uh, a black guy from Texas, and I have a lot in common with that guy. And then uh, same Protestant Christian worldview. And then another guy was there, and he's like a, a Catholic background, and you know, um, uh, different you know, worldview, you know, um, uh, Irish. And then some else there who had gone undergrad to Berkeley, right? So that, and we just had the funnest, healthiest, deep conversation, right? Mm. And like different points of view, and some opposing, but friendly and kind. And it just was so energized and uplifting and deep, right? And helpful. Yeah. And so I just always get affirmed when I'm able to have those kind of deep conversations. I love me, it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. a, different. Seems rare anymore. Oh, it does. Well, you know, when I think about people who really help me have those kind of conversations, is J.C. Derrick. And he's our guest again today, J.C. Derrick. Thanks for being back with us, my man. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy our conversations as well. Well, you know, what I like about it is, is that uh, we disagree sometimes, you know, and uh, you challenge me. You don't like, it's not like I don't say stuff and you're like, yeah, you're like, you should be like, <laughs> no, no, John, you're wrong. And uh, Mike's like that too, you know, and so I, but I, I enjoy that. That's like a yes, healthy thing. Absolutely. And, and it's a challenging and a perspective and a thoughtful perspective. And so uh, you were here last time and you were, you were giving us recommendations for the media and you had seven total. You went through um, three, and then you had to hit on a fourth one. We, we left yes. off the last time. And the the first three, you were like, uh, uh, think before you consume. You talked about measure your, your news, and then you had limit your news. Those were all good right. ones. And then the fourth one you talked about was being intentional. Yes. And we were talking about like being thoughtful about what news we're consuming and why. Right. Can you give us another example of that? Yeah, I can. I, there, there's a, a few things I wanted to say about that, um, you know, we talked, we touched on this last time as well, but avoiding echo chambers, again, just so important. Are you getting different perspectives or are you only getting the, the news that, that you want? And I think people tend to understand this when it comes to opinion. Well, sometimes opinion is indistinguishable from news. That, that can be a problem. But what I'm talking about is uh, people understand that getting different opinions, they kind of intuitively get that. What they don't necessarily understand is that the outlets you go, your outlet choices will determine the news you actually hear about. And case in point, um, uh, I, I do not watch cable news, and I, I, we'll talk more about cable news in a, in a few minutes, but I don't watch cable news. But on on a, my wife and I were on our 10-year anniversary cruise earlier this year, and we turned on the TV. Uh, there's, there's like an internal channel where you can find, find out what's going on in the ship. And uh, as we were flipping through the channels, just kind of seeing what was there and, and looking for, for this information, I came across uh, two news channels. Uh, again, I'm not a cable news consumer, but it was just classic what I observed. And it was actual news. These are news stories, news reports, but on MSNBC, 
they were talking about this Republican scandal. And it was a legit scandal. You know, George Santos, he, he just yeah. just resigned from Congress recently and uh, or I guess was thrown out. Anyway, so, you know, there were legitimate problems they were discussing. It's not that there was it wasn't fake news, you know, it was a, but but they're focused on the Republican problems. Then I'm, as I'm flipping through, I come to Fox News and they're focused on, you know, the Democratic scandal again legitimate news but where where they're choosing to shine that spotlight is is dramatically going to affect the way that you view the world uh, are all the scandals on this side or that side you know and so i think being intentional means as you said getting a, a, a breadth of perspectives and hearing some news that may be uncomfortable and and not really what you want to hear um and i just again going back to that limiting your news consumption idea i encourage people to carefully curate what you need to adequately be informed, whatever that may be, it's going to be different for everybody. Um, but then just stop, you know, and, and go about your life. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I think that more leadership, leadership would get more credibility when they would call it their own mm-hmm. and like, hey, that's not okay. Like, I think to us as, you know, citizens of the United States, like, are we okay with our leaders, you know, committing adultery? Or are we not? Right. And, you know, when uh, President Clinton was in office and the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, you know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm not okay with that, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay. That bothers me. You know, President Trump cheated on, on Melania Trump. He mm-hmm. did. I mean, that, that, these are facts, right? And it bothers me how some people who are like, oh, yeah, well, uh, it's okay for him. It's not okay for him. Well, right. no, it's either okay or not okay. And it doesn't mean you can't still vote for them. I'm not saying don't still vote for, you know, a Clinton or don't still vote for Trump. But, I, I but be saying, consistent. Be, con- be, be consistent. Yeah. And like, yeah. stop throwing stones. It's like, if that's a thing, that's a thing. Right. You can talk about the topic of is this something that we care about or not, but then be 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 balanced yeah. with it, right? Well, and and to bring it closer to home, uh, you know, here in Florida, the the state chair of the Republican Party um, and his wife, who are are is on a school board um, down in Sarasota County, are embroiled in a scandal, mm-hmm. um, a sex scandal, you know, and and it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting given that how forceful they have been about kind of traditional values publicly and what it seems like reportedly that was, was happening in their, in their private life and some pretty serious accusations. Um, you know, that's unfortunate, but, but it is reality. It is a fact, you know, it's seemingly based on reports that we've, that we've seen so far. Um, we can't, we can't pick and choose our news and what's happening. We, we've got to pay attention to what, what, what's happening on, regardless of what side you land on, what tribe it is like, Facts are facts, and and we've got to we got to deal with them. Well, don't you think it also comes back to it's like it's like our our favorite sports teams, right? Like, you know, if my favorite college football team, if they have a recruit, and it turns out the kid's a, a criminal, like a legit criminal, like not okay, like mm-hmm. like kick the kid off the team, and or help the kid there get the right resources. I'm not trying to be that cold, but like yeah. you know, oh yeah, but he he scores really well. We're gonna look another way. No, and and I right. think as a society, we in general are better at that than we used to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's the same kind of thing where like. Hey, you know, who do we want representing us and really sending a message of this is important or not, right? Or not. Right. Like if you're just a person like, hey, I don't care about their personal life. Oh, okay. Like I again right. like I But you can't say that. personal life matters for one side or character matters for one side and yeah. doesn't for the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or and I've had this said to me, like, uh, you know, um, there was a congresswoman, a friend of mine, went to prison and I visited her in prison and and uh people were mad at me about that. And I'm like, you know, something I mentioned about Trump and you know, she's wife. Well, he's forgiven for that. Well, what do you, how do you think she, she could be forgiven too, buddy? Like, like what, is, what is this scale? Like, I believe know, the gospel works equally for yeah, both sides. Right, right, yeah, right. Like, hello, actually, you know, people do worse, get forgiven, but you know, whatever, it's whatever, it's fine, it's fine. 
Um, all right, uh, come to, go to your next point, though. Tell me about your next sure. point. Sure, yeah. Um, the next one is consider the source. And this is this is a big topic. We could spend a whole program talking about this. But again, just put some thought into where what perspective is this outlet coming from? Um, who is behind it? Who owns it? You know, what are their motivations? Um, famously, or maybe I should say infamously, in 2016, the, the CBS CEO at the time infamously said that uh, about the 2016 election, quote, it may not be good for America, but it's blank, good for CBS. Um, you know, many outlets are driven by financial considerations in the bottom line that they're 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 trying to make money. And so what that economic model is has huge implications for their coverage. Case in point, um, I have some friends who who were, you know, at, at one point Fox News contributors. And um, when they, you know, those folks get paid to come on and say, you know, and riff about the news, talk about what's going on. And, you know, I'm using Fox in this case, but it, this applies to any any cable news channel. Um, you know, those guests who come on know what is expected. They know what what the viewership is and what they expect and, and what it's going to take to get them to come back. You know, folks who don't say what they need to say to get invited back don't get invited back again. Well, if someone's getting paid to come on, you know, it's like I, I've got bills to pay. I've got a family to feed. I've got my kids in private school. You know, I need them to keep inviting me back. So, you know, it's sort of it, it's built in structural incentives for people to say what the l- viewers of that cable news channel, take your pick up of them, you know, want to hear. We've got to be aware of that kind of dynamic. I think that's a really, really uh, good point. You know, it, and it's funny. Um, I try to put a lot of stuff on my own personal social media on things that I'm passionate about. So like mental health, you know, historically black colleges and stuff like that. But I know that if I tweak some things, sometimes it makes them go viral. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really am not that intentional about it. Um, uh, but I, but if I wanted to be, I know that I could have things go more crazy viral. Like I think I told you I had a tweet one time that I wrote, like I wrote, I'm a Christian conservative Republican and I support HBCUs and I encourage all Republicans and Democrats to join me. Right. And it, that it went crazy. It was like 24 hours of my phone exploding. And then it went on Instagram. Somebody screenshot like that. And I got a little bit of hate mail, like, but it was generally positive, but it was, but part of it was like, people were like, well, I want to stay with other views before I vote for him. I'm like, I'm not running for office. But, <laughs> but my point being is that if I woke up every day needing to get my paycheck by controversy, by, by clicks, absolutely. You know, you're right. And, and so there are ways to do it and people right, do it. They're right. building their brand. They're getting a following and Hey, that's, I have 6 million Twitter followers. You right. Know. And so the more antagonizing thing I say, the more response I get. And so, you know, I'm not trying to be antagonizing. I'm trying to, you know, send a message out and help people. But I, I do know like crazy wins a lot of the time. It does. Right. Absolutely. And so, but you got to know that like somebody, sometimes somebody's saying something to get a response out of you. And so they'll say something super aggressive and false. I sometimes, you know, like, again, when I see something, people say something terrible about Christians one of my most common responses, I'll say, you know, I just want to point out that Martin Luther King Jr. was a Christian, as was, you know, um, Mother Teresa. And, you know, when you're mocking Christianity, you're, you're mocking a long list of really wonderful people. And, you know, just to sort of be thoughtful, mm-hmm. right? right? And they're like, right. oh, well, I'm not talking about them. Well, okay, what are you talking about? Uh, JC, we're going to take a break, break, and I want to come back. We've got two more of your examples of recommendations I want to talk about. Um, so I hope you sit tight, and we'll come back in a few minutes. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, John Crossman with JC Derrick. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge, backed by a team with national expertise. 
to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. Once again, here is John Crossman. All right, we're back here at the Crossman Conversation with J.C. Derrick, one of my favorite people on the planet, always having good insight, good intel, and a fun argument if I ever had one. We uh, always no, have fun, no, no, that is always, for sure. You know, we, we always have a good time. So we're going through these uh, these five. We talked about the five recommendations you have about media. And, you know, we had uh, uh, think before you consume. Number two was measure. Number three was limit. Limit. Number four was be intentional. And what we just talked about was, you know, consider the source. And, you know, the last thing on that, and then we got to hit these next two, is that like, you know, I don't want people to ever be like, consider the source like, oh, it's MSNBC. That's stupid. You know, like, guys, consider the source. It doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? Like, and again, you know, people have their own truth and their own worldview. And just because, again, it's different doesn't mean you have to throw it out. Maybe that's exactly why you need to hear it and think about it. Absolutely. Right. So we got to get to these other two, so we don't have time. But next time, you and I will have to talk about. Uh, I've got a story about the New York Times along those same lines. So we'll 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 talk about that next time. Uh, cliffhanger. I'm intrigued. Yes. All right. Go ahead. What are your what are the last? Two? Okay. Number six is turn off cable news. Oh gosh. I am passionate about this one, um, and for a whole host of reasons. But I just I think broadly, I would say. News was never intended to be entertainment, and that's what television news is. Whether you're talking local or, or lo- local news, or especially the the cable news, uh, the national stuff. One of my favorite quotes is from Walter Cronkite. You may have heard of him. Um, he said, "Quote: Television is not an adequate medium to adequately inform the public on complicated issues." I think the man knows a little bit about TV news. Um, and, and yet he, he just, he saw the shortcomings of it. I mean, I can take a story that doesn't, you may be reading a story, you can take it and it's like, oh, this isn't that long. It would never work for television. When you print out a television news segment and look at it, what the words that are actually spoken, it's 
tiny. I mean, there's hardly any information, <laughs> but visually we love, we love the visuals. And so we think we know about the story because we've, we've seen an element of it. You know, um, I, I do a lot of interviews, right? And so I've done all kinds of media. And whenever I talk to people, it's like when you're interviewing with like a written reporter, you can kind of talk like this, right? Mm -hmm. You can talk big and they might report small, but you can over explain, right? Yes. And then when you get on radio or podcast, it's kind of like this. I'm, I'm showing my hands. I'm moving smaller, right? Yes. When you get onto television, it's like an inch, like it's like this. And and when I when I have friends of mine, like, hey, I'm going to do a TV interview. How should I prepare? I'm like, dude, watch interviews. And like, you know, when Mike and I joke around, I'm like, hey, Mike, what's up? And there's a little bit of that. Like, they don't have any of that. It's like, Mike, what are your thoughts on? And you're like, it goes really quick, right? And you got to talk in sound bites. Yeah. Because that's all they have time for. No, no, no. And here's here's a second one, because I, I personally went through this, and, and I'll, I'll leave this story in this smaller scale. Um, uh, and Mike knows this. I had a family member who was uh, married to a celebrity and there was a domestic violence situation and my family member um, got shot and she actually got shot and the bullet uh, went the side of her head. Okay. And so it didn't crack her skull, but it, it permanently hurt her permanently. Right. And like, I could wow. tell you some terrible stories, like going to her house afterwards and seeing parts of her flesh on the wall and you know, wow. blood of her. It was, it was a very traumatic thing. But the initial media reports, because this guy was in the media, it, they all said it grazed, like grazed, like it really downplayed. And of course, when I would say to my friends, like he shot my sister in the head, they'd all be like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, that's too strong. And I'm like, well, is it like, it, like, again, it, it didn't crack her skull, but it looks like, you know, all this, I mean, this part of her head. I mean, and this is like, if somebody Googled this, it's not, I'm not sharing anything secret. This was like out there. But I remember as personally watching it, like the media on this big story and just going back and forth, that phrasing, that initial phrasing, right? Or a different one was uh, that terrible fire they had in California that killed other people. When the first 911 call came in, the, that number I know an operator said, oh, it's a campground fire. It's a camping fire, mm -hmm. right? And forever it's called the campground fire, the camping right. fire. But it's like, it wasn't. It was like this horrific, you know, thing. Right. Yeah, right? And so it's one of those things where... Again, I've I've just personally witnessed it where like the, the, the words matter and if something gets like tweaked one way, then it can really like like send a false impression of the story. Yeah, and as it relates to to sort of TV versus print news, I mean obviously I'm biased. I've been in print news for over two decades. So I'm, I'm right. I, I think it's really important. Um but part of the issue is that things are moving so quickly generally there is less time to respond and react. It's we're going live in two minutes, you know, you, and so they go with the information they have. I mean, you've heard the saying that journalism is writing the first draft of history. Well, the first draft isn't always totally accurate. And so, you know, that's one of the, the downsides of, of TV news is they have to go with what they have immediately, even if they're trying to be as responsible as possible. Whereas with print, generally there is a, a, a little, at least a little bit more time to gather facts, talk to sources. Um, and that's why, I mean, you've always got that tension between trying to be first and trying to be, you know, have that, that extra content, you know, the, the, the more deeper story, but almost every single time you're going to get more of that context with, with the, the written word. I uh, saw a post on social media recently and a friend of mine and, and he, he's Jewish. He put up, he shared a post that was from Hobby Lobby saying Hobby Lobby was now carrying this Hanukkah stuff. And his post was, Time to boycott Hobby Lobby. And I just wanted to be like, dude, come on, man. Like, you know, uh, they're going to sell things that sell. They're retailers that selling things to sell. Like, you know, the solution is go buy a bunch of Hanukkah stuff from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> like, 
I'm, I'm sure if it's selling like hotcakes, they're going to sell more of it. They're not not selling it because of whatever. Right. And so I mentioned that story to a friend of mine and, and they kind of leaned more Democrat. And their response was not, in my opinion, logical. Like what I was saying is like, you're a retailer, you're selling items. They're going to sell. I mean, you know, we all have a friend that has a Christmas Yoda, uh, you know, like part of their Christmas thing. Like if it sells or something. Their response was, well, you know, Hobby Lobby, they don't like, you know, liberal people. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, again, that doesn't fit the narrative. Most conservative Christians I know are very pro-Israel, are very pro-Hanukkah. Like that's yeah. not, a, those things are not conflicting. But in like this one person's mind, they were, they were going there with that story. And then when I was checking with another person, they, they're still, their trend line was in that direction. And that stuff makes me crazy, but that's where it's like, guys, is, even is, is it even true story? Is it even true that Hobby Lobby is limiting that? And like, why? And like, what are you jumping to? You know, did they replace it with something similar from a different company? You know, right. like, you, there's all sorts of questions you could ask about that. Right, right. But when right. someone's trying to score cheap political points, context is irrelevant. Right, right, right. So, all right. So uh, that was your sixth one: is uh, turn off cable news. And I yeah. think, and you're talking about uh, local news. Uh, yes. And I, I'm about to pivot there. Let me just say that I do, I do practice what I preach on this in terms of not watching news, but I'm in the news business. I have to know what's going on. So I, I, I mentioned earlier, carefully curating your news. One way to, a great way to do that is email newsletters. You don't have to go to 50 websites, find a few sources that kind of curate for you. And then you can get a, a mixture and yeah, that leads into instant number seven, which is consume more local than national news. Got it. Consume more local. I mean, we just, I feel like most people, because the, the national media and the TV media, you know, TV news tends to put that in our face all the time. It makes us think that, oh, what's going on in Washington is absolutely the most important thing happening anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I mean, the vast majority of time, <laughs> all the arguments and spats that they report on have no direct impact on your life or mine what it does make an impact is the school board meetings that no one goes to and and the and the city council or commission meetings the county meetings i mean these decisions have so much more impact on your life whether you're talking about the education of your kids or the roads you drive on and so i highly encourage people to really focus on local news and one benefit of that is it does kind of help you get out of that partisan um just dichotomy that we're, we're all stuck in, you know, where it's kind of the right left continuum because there's, there's actually research to back this up. When people consume national news, they think like partisans. When they consume local news, they think like locals. Not to say those differences don't exist, but there's just a lot more common ground when you're talking about roads, schools, etc. Yeah. And I think that on a human level, uh, a lot of people can, you know, get along and figure things out. This is a crazy little story, but my daughters were kind of young and we were driving someplace, just the three of us. And I stopped by uh, a convenience store by my house and I got a drink and it didn't come with a straw, right? So I was like, we didn't get a straw. So I pulled this other convenience store I never go into, walk in and I um, I bought something, but then I walked up and I said, oh, can I, can I take a straw? And the guy was an older, he was a, a Muslim guy. And we got this great conversation. He looked at me, he was like, of course you can. Like he just kind of fell all over me. And then we started just talking about faith. And like, he was just a really good guy. Right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, probably don't agree on a lot of stuff, but my humanity of like respectfully saying, sir, may I, may I have this try, you know, cause I didn't want to just take it cause I wasn't getting a fountain drink, but I'm like, I like that dude. Like I can work with that guy. Like we're right. on the same page Absolutely. and we probably agree on 
95% of issues, right? right? There's probably a lot that we can be in this exact same space on. I actually right? think that a lot. When, when you're just out and about in the community, there are all these little moments where just humans are kindly responding to other humans. And it's like, th- this is, it's, this is life. And it, it really does happen all, all the time, but that doesn't make headlines. You know, that if doesn't you, have tension. If you talk, but there's a lot of good news going on all over the place. If you talk to cashiers at Publix, I have heard this story many times. Somebody comes through, they're buying their groceries of food stamps and they're $1.50 short. And the person behind them says, I'll pay it. Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that happens all the time. I mean, there are people all over this community doing good, wonderful stuff. And most of those people live in silence and their stories are never told. And like, let's make them, you know, celebrities. We could talk about college football, like uh, Coach Eddie George, you know, of the Tennessee State. Like, you know, he's not this big personality, but like he's doing it right, you know? And mm-hmm. so we can highlight those. Uh, JC, thanks for always being on here, man. You're such a great help and you're such a great resource to the community. Uh, so your seven was uh, a think before you consume, measure, limit, be intentional, consider the source, turn off cable news, and consume more local. Absolutely. All great recommendations we could all reflect on and do on. That's good stuff. And I'll say this in the last one, the local ones, that's one of the fun things with sports. You know, like as a kid, like getting your name in the paper, what an uplifting thing is good. So. JC, thanks for being here, my brother. Appreciate you so much. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.